I'm Wakefield. It's the Ice Team Meme Show starring Old Dog Man. You to join Old Dog and his guests this week, Tyler Cruz, for the season two finale episode of the Ice Team Meme Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Old Dog. And welcome everyone to a big episode of Big Time Episodes, the season finale. Season 2, episode 17. It's a big one. I can't believe we're here. Thank you, everyone, who's been with us since the beginning, who's joined us along the way, and going to join us in the near future. I'm so happy about so many great things. Got a great guest for today, Tyler Cruz. Uh, great stuff to talk about in the news. But if you like what you're watching, do us a favor, subscribe, follow, share, like, all that grand stuff on all the platforms possible so that you help us can't go on. Anyways, without further ado, let's get to a segment I have to call. What happened this past week with Noldog? And in this, I talk about news, sports, politics, business, health, and so on and so forth, best of building. But the news this past calendar week since we last met. But for new, let us begin. The top of the ICD meme show news cycle, we head to Dallas as we talk about a recent CPAC event that was held there. And no, I'm not talking about a, a dis- diabetes machine junket. Reportedly, a 4x6 index card listed a seven, yes, seven part plan was um, of how Trump will be reinstated as president, which was handed out to everyone like an old lady handing out king size candy bars Halloween last Saturday night. At this point, this defected crowd might as well just believe WWE is still real at this point. Some sad, unimportant news. Actor Rip Chick Venera, known for starring the Golden Girls, died last Friday at 74 years old. It's kind of sad when the only thing CNN says you're known for in the other title scroll of your death. Um, and it, it is about you starring a show in pre-Trump country about four menopausal women over the age of 50 and their issues of life. In a day that was better than the movie industry using fucking color, Dustin Poirier gave Conor McGregor and Dana White a fat Fortnite L. Last week at UFC 264, McGregor broke his ankle at the end of, the round, uh, end of round one, I should say. Afterwards, McGregor complained more about the results than Trump and Gab after he lost the election in January. Actually, November. Some big money, big business news as billionaire Richard Bronson flew to the edge of space in his Virgin rocket plane this past Sunday, fulfilling a goal he set for himself when the company was on more than 15 years ago. Bronson bragged about this like he was eight year old. And he was eight years old, saying he won a season opener deep ball last night and they lost his tooth. Next time Bronson should brag about paying next time Bronson should pay, brag about paying his fair share of tax with his yellow teeth. After COVID cases in Tokyo rose, fans have been officially banned from the Olympics. So many people across the other side of the world are complaining about this, named Karen saying their masks cause a rash on their face. They can't go to Whole Foods at 8 a.m. Monday morning. An upset for the ages, the Nigerian men's national basketball team upset the U.S. team 90-87 exhibition Olympic basketball team game recently. This was more sad than the U.S. women's soccer team losing to a team of kids who haven't gone through puberty yet. This was so bad, I think even the Charlotte Hornets could have beaten them in a game. Boomsh. The story of surprises reportedly Donald Trump uh, reportedly is annoyed with DJT's girlfriend Kimberly Goldfoyle over her new job as a member of disgraced former Missouri Governor Eric Green's Senate campaign team. This is like Mar- Marvin Harry's boss saying, you know, they're annoying to someone while the- he's on the phone with Marvin Harry. If Trump hates her and Antifa really hates Trump, then they must hate her more than McDonald's people hate Burger King. Brumsh. And a story only college and high school girls are about Britney Spears has scored a small win as she was given the right to have her, uh, her the option to choose her own lawyer for a conservatorship case. Can't wait for the lawyer to uh, ask her questions, only to find out her brain is like Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms and Space Combined. Boom. 
some sad news for fake culture culture college kids um news nick cage has backed out of the tiger king movie because amazon to show the project i would have made a joke about this but what hasn't been what hasn't already been made fun about this ordeal already Boosh. and finally for the final joke of season two of the st meme show married to politics is angela merkel makes what will be her final u.s visit as chancellor of germany this past thursday so also caused merkel to hand back the moral leadership to an american president who quote actually believes in that you know the u.s was pathetic yeah, you know, it's kind of sad when the U.S. was that pathetic that Germany was the moral and ethical one this time around. That's what happened this past week in the news with Noel Stay with us. We'll be right back with us to our guest from this final episode of Season 2, Tyler Cruz. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Noel Dog, yours truly. And the time has come for the Season 2 finale episode of the STM Meme Show. If you like what you're listening to and viewing and all that fun jazz do us a favor smash that like button subscribe follow share all that grand stuff it shows me they enjoy it. and i was telling my wonderful guest there who i'll introduce shortly that you know the season one finale i had a wonderful guest a, a giant in local sports and at the uri campus and i said when i first started this down the road who who do i want to end season two with and i said i have a chance we'll see and I thought, no, then my guest today, Mr. Tyler Cruz, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your, your busy time as a big time uh, news anchor to come on this, this little show that I, I, I do from time to time. I appreciate it. You'd be surprised how not big time I am up here, man. <laughs> hey, but- Small market. It's fun, though. It, it's a blast. But yeah, thank you for having me on. This is I haven't been a, a guest on a podcast in a while so yeah this is kind of fun it's exciting well yeah <laughs> your, your, your pal's uh stone he he hasn't done his in a while and uh nick cardi he's he hasn't done his in a while so he hasn't been drinking the coffee with cardi no he hasn't <laughs> although i haven't i never really listened to it to be honest with you so i i got no idea what it is but he, he he's too busy trying to find a job but um no, that's what it's, he'll I, get I, one he's talented yeah, yeah he, he's, he, he's he's uh he's one of a kind i'll, I'll say um <laughs> No, but I, I thank you for for um, doing this. You know, this is you know, as I mentioned, a, a step up from yours, uh, from uh, Stone. He's the uh, man of URI Sports, and now you're the, the big big news anchor. And I said that's definitely a conversation I I want to have. Which which I want to mention. Obviously, I know you do it in Michigan and and stuff like that. So I'm curious. Out of all places, what what drove you to doing in good old Michigan, the land of a thousand lakes, where it is ten thousand. Well, I mean, of all places I applied to, they offered me a job. That was uh, that was a big part of it. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be up here without that. But um, I had gotten an offer in early April of last year that didn't work out. And when sports died with the pandemic, I was just thinking, I want to get on TV still. And one of the first news jobs I applied to was up here. I was going to be at the desk five days a week and doing the six o'clock news. And that was great. And I took that job. I'm up here for, it started 18 months. I got about nine or 10 left, but just a couple of weeks ago, they moved me into sports, which was huge. Actually, it was awesome. It just all worked out perfectly like that. Um, I'm curious. I mean, obviously, you know, you're right, you know, it's not a small school, but it's not like it's humongous, humongous for its sports. Although from time to time they are on sports center and stuff like that. Um, but I'm curious um, after moving from that and now you have to step into the big boy world. I'm sure there are moments where like, Holy fuck, what the hell am I doing? Why am I applying this for you though? After, <laughs> after you after you got the job, after you applied, what was to the mind of Tyler Cruz when he was when he realized, you know, this is what his life's gonna be like now? 
So at first it was, I was actually at the mall at golf galaxy looking at, I needed a new wedge when I got the call and got the job offer. And I was very excited to finally get the job offer. I wanted to get out of my mom's house. No offense to my mom. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm 22 years old. I'm at that point. And, uh, I was excited at first. And then I spent my last, I don't know, 18 days before I took the drive out there in Rhode Island. And it, it was kind of sad, but it was also kind of a bittersweet, you know, like I wouldn't yeah. be the person, even though I've only been out here nine months, I can confidently say I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't take this job, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, definitely. You want to do that. I'm sure it's something where it's like, well, do I, should I have done this? Should I have uh, sent yes. this it's definitely Yes, a lot, a lot of the times. <laughs> a lot of the times it's like that it's like oh sorry no, what were you no, saying no, you, no you, i was saying it was going from you know a part-time job or something like that to covering you covering you right to uh now this thing where you're more under the microscope and what you do yeah um it was it was a big transition because i did i was kind of all over the place at uri i was never the one guy on the cigar newscast i was never the one guy writing columns for the cigar i was doing the radio cigar tv um, I had the internship at WPRI, worked with Andy Gresh. He was awesome. And I kind of realized after my TV internship that this is TV is what I wanted to do. And I got up there and I'm like, okay, this is still what I want to do, but it's a step, you know, like it's, yeah. this is a stepping stone. So it's not, uh, I'm doing everything, man. It's kind of fun. I'm out there shooting. I shoot my own standups. I come back. I edit them it's a typical one-man band out there it's fun yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is and i'm sure you can put all that thanks towards uh john panelone at your at journalism <laughs> 115 him and uh if we are shouting out our professors kendall moore was probably one of the reasons uh, that i'm in tv she was she was one of my favorite professors actually i liked her a lot uh no i, I had her for 110 i didn't have her for the major but that was that was it for me a little little too uh serious and uh <laughs> there for myself um it's, yeah as a sports guy in college the hard news stuff in class was kind of like really man like oh, is yeah. this is really what i have to <laughs> oh i remember i remember when i had what was his name jason jacks and no offense to him but i hated him i hated his class <laughs> it was the worst ever and i'll be honest with you you know i i, I do this on my laptop it's not some big you know, a camera where it's like the Tonight Show with Johnny, uh, Jimmy Fallon, all that grand jazz. Although it's try to base my show off this, but I had the little rinky-dink basic cameras and the burrito they, cam, right? Yes, yeah, the small one, the audio stuff. <laughs> not too difficult, but me myself could barely do it. And we're like throwing babies into the pool. You better find out. And it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, you have to. You like, I'm assuming you know how to do this. And then it was then editing 30 minutes of shitty footage of his like a sea line exhibit. And it was just rough, and I, I couldn't deal with it. But um, no, John Panlon was the one, one the one few pe people in that in that uh, department that uh, uh, got my uh, wheels turned for this. But I'm I'm curious though also between him because obviously you can't you can't not include him. Besides yeah. that, in the internship, which which I'm curious about to an extent. Um, and I, obviously the cigar, I can't forget that big operation. What which one was for you more? You know. I don't say helpful, but more impactful in the sense of like giving you a good idea of what you want, not just what you want to do, but what to expect now that you're out of college. Um, I mean, Pantalone was huge. If I had $5 for every time John Pantalone swore at me, I'd pay myself out of student debt. I love that guy. And that's kind of like, nobody's going to baby you in this world. Yeah. You got to get your stuff done and you, you know, you got to get it done. But the internship I would say was fun. Now that I'm in sports, now I'm going to be shooting high school sports, coming up in the fall. That's what I did. I did football with them at WPRI. So I was out 
on my own with my little burrito cam, yeah. um, shooting three, two, three high school games a night, bringing them back and watching Maury, Yanni, or Ruthie cut the footage. And uh, I mentioned Yanni and Ruthie, and they all three of the Yanni, Ruthie, Maury were huge helps. Maury is going to do great in that role. Yeah. Yanni's down in Florida now. Ruthie's down in Florida now. They are like, I, I want to say gods to me, but like those are the people. Like if I want to, you know, yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. No, no, no. Yanni's fun. in a now. Yanni's in Trump country. He better be careful there. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta be careful. You say one wrong thing, you you're you're you're, you're screwed up. That's that's one thing about the field. Which, I mean, obviously, I don't know what it's like out in Michigan, and I've mentioned this from time to time on here, and I try my best not to do it because I don't want to get anyone triggered too bad. But I don't give a fuck. But um. You, in the journalism field, you, you got to be careful in the last few years because under attack of of trying to, you know, say the right stuff. And then you got to you got to know your audience, too. Yes. Which which I'm you sure know, definitely in, you know, um, with now that you're in the big boy world, big girl world, you, you're more under the microscope of trying to make sure you're doing the right thing or saying the right thing or else, you know, there's no redos. Yeah, there's a lot goes into writing like in sports now that I've this is my second full week doing sports. I write my scripts. I look over them. I'm saying stuff like kablamo on the news, but it, it's a lot better than in news. I would like fold my arms and talk about what the governor's doing and what the Michigan Senate Republicans are doing. And you got you got to know your audience up here. Like I'd say CNN and the national news, they can be a little more anti Trump, anti whatever than local news can, because you got I mean, there are. You know, like Michael Jordan said, Republicans buy sneakers, too. They're out there, too. Yeah. It's uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. Local news isn't so bad. I'm do I was doing my favorite part was the community interest story. So I, I did one story on this guy who was running a pizza shop. His friend had been given a month or so to live. So he was running a special to help out their family. That was one of my favorite stories I did. I went on a field trip, which was a blast. I haven't been on a field trip in six years, you know. And uh, I went on a glass bottom boat to check out like shipwrecks in Lake Huron. Uh, that was a blast. So yeah, it's uh, depending on the stories. Yeah. But if you're doing what you like and you're covering stuff you're interested in, it's going to come like a conversation yeah. a little bit. For, for you, for you, adjust, I was, was going to ask something. Um, adjusting to that though, comparing, you know, cause obviously, you know, in college, you know, you, you're more at liberty to, you know, they're still watching you giving second chances, but for this though, now that you're nine months into it, almost a year into it, how, how, how were you able to adjust, or how easy was it for you to adjust into, you know, now I have to, you know, be careful of what I'm doing, make sure what I'm doing is, you know, 100%, you know, correct. You, we have a lot of eyes on ourselves before we even go on TV. So we are reading our scripts out loud with everyone in the newsroom, bouncing ideas off of each other. So, excuse me, when the time comes, it's not my script; it's everybody's script. You know, it's not my words; it's the words yeah. that we all came up with on a news team in college, you were just like, okay, here's what I'm going to say. Let's see if I can go remember that on camera, you know? So it's, uh, we have a lot more eyes on us before, like not even in the outside world, we have a lot more people, a lot more editing going on and stuff like that. So it was, it was a little bit more time consuming, I would say, where it wasn't yeah. like sometimes I'd just think of something in my head and go out and say it, I got to write, especially writing a script for a newscast. I had never really done that yeah. before i was in you know i was doing sports all college so that was a that was a big step i definitely brought my ap style book rules uh style yeah. book with me to michigan yeah. <laughs> um now I, I, i'm i'm curious i know i don't think you have that big of an ego but for you i mean i i know you know with the cigar obviously first starting out you're given whatever you know is left at the bottom of the barrel and as you progress up you know you get more opportunities of picking what you want 
And I would think it's similar to the same thing in the news. I don't know in real life where, you know, take this story like Spider-Man or whatever it is. For you, though, having to start, you know, from the bottom and given, I, I would think, given, you know, whatever story you can get, for you, though, how, how were you able to take that, you know, regularly or normally or was, it, you know, hard to, you know, deal with having to take some of the more stale stories in terms of, you know, if they're born or not? In news, a lot of those stories were stale. Like, I would give anything to be go covering URI tennis right now, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like, sitting on city council meetings, that wasn't fun. But they were, you had to, I appreciated everything, you know? It was, a, it was a big learning step. Now I know if I want, when I'm applying for my next job, I can look in news and I can look in sports. I've done both. That kind of opens the door for me a little bit. But those meetings were tough to sit through. It was almost like, what am I doing here? Why am I, I, I don't even want to do this, you know? So, yeah. well, you'd get out of it and they'd be like, okay, well, they're doing this to this building and they're talking to these people and you'd have five stories for the week, but all of them would put you to sleep reading it. But, you know, it just yeah. felt like a nine to five almost. <laughs> but it, it's also a thing, I, I, I just, you know, kind of mentioned, you know, it, it you say, like you just said, you know, what am I here? But then it also, you know, it, it, it builds you up, you know, to get, you know, move further along, you know, you know, get away from the stories, you know, that's not what I want to be doing for the next 30 exactly. years. Exactly. Which is, which is cool. Um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't hate doing news. I actually don't know if I said that I didn't hate doing news at all. Um, yeah. but sports is just more for me. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is I'm going to be covering like these small town high school sports. Half of our football teams are eight on eight. Nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. very, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm going to be covering that knowing my goal in mind is to cover D1 college. My goal in mind is to cover the Red Sox, you know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely. Now I, I, I mentioned earlier, our, 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 a person we had, not just one of the people, but no, you could say one of the people that we have in comments, John Palin. Now I'm curious if, if you can remember now, it might've been a while ago, something might be a distant memory, but John Palin, obviously, you know, getting to the journalism field at URI, you need to all take a, two or three or multiple of his classes. I'm curious what Tyler Cruz as a freshman thought of him compared to what he thought of him now. So this is an interesting story. Actually, I've loved the guy since I met him, honestly. I started in college as a chemical engineering major and a German major. So with the, I was in the IEP program, planned to study abroad in Germany. And kind of like doing this, I was like, okay, this is not what I want to do. And that's what I learned in my first semester of college. So I met with John Pantalone. I had slept through my 9 a.m. bio class and then dropped all of my engineering classes, walked into his office and declared myself a journalism major. Wow. And that was that was the first time I met him. And that was um, that was fun. And then at the end of that year, he was like, you should take this summer class with me. It's a 300 level class. And I took that. And uh, he was very chill in that summer class. Like we would shoot the shit for it was a four hour class. We'd shoot the shit for two hours. And I sat I was with Stone in that class. And that was um, that was fun. And that was basically my first impression of Pantalone. So that way, when I had the guy as a sophomore, as a junior, and he was making people cry and whatnot, I was yeah. like, this guy's funny. How do people not get it? You know, I had, yeah. So he was, uh, he has always been to me. I've always understood his humor and he's always been, I, uh, I would say if I ever need anything, I can go to John Pantalone. You know, he's a great guy. Yeah. Favorite, uh, two part of here, favorite memory of him and best thing you learned from him. Oh God. Um, <laughs> Best thing I learned from him is if you don't know something, don't pretend to. You know, if someone asks yes. you a question you don't know, you say, I don't know. Let me look it up. That's that's the one yes. thing that sticks with me this whole time. My favorite memory has to be I had a class my junior year. Do you know you know Ryan Sullivan? Sully? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it know was him. me. I don't know him, but yeah. Okay. Sully's a goof. It was me, Sully Stone, and Nikki Latt all in one row. 
um, Nikki now is working at with Waco or in Waco with Baylor and stuff like that. She's doing awesome. Um, And I was watching March Madness and Pantalone was passing out papers really like two minutes before class starts. And he looks at my screen and he looks at me and he goes, Cruz, get a fucking life. And then he like turns around to the whole class and he goes, yeah, I put the G on the end. So make sure he knows I meant it or something like that. That was probably one of my best moments with him. But that class was funny. We used to, I would go back and forth with him all that. He's, he is the man. I think they, there's, uh, I'll make the, try to make a short, a long story short, but um, I had him, um, I had him freshman year, sophomore year, and then I, I switched to sports media, whatever it was, the major. And I, my, there was one kid in my class who was part of the cigar, um, this kid Hunter and street smart. D'Antonio? Kid. No. Um, okay. He streets is smart. I'm sure on the streets in classroom. I don't know where his head is a lot of times. And he was there and he always came in late, always had lots of things in his backpack, had his Yankee sat on. And of course, Panelone, a big Red Sox fan. And he shredded that kid to pieces. <laughs> and they had a Dodgers hat on one day. And it was, I think it was also around the time when the Dodgers played the Red Sox in the World Series. And Panelone let him have it in front of a bunch of people. And that was that. I, I think that made pan, I think that made the kid switch to some other major. Cause oh, he was, switched. I don't know if it was because of that, but he tore him a new one. And then um, then there was another thing. It was more you know, uh, not p- politically friendly. Someone had someone wanted to carry uh, cover a story of, uh, uh, me not me too, but you know, gender stuff or gender studies. And someone mentioned cisgender to him. Well, Palin's probably in the sixties. And he had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and he argued with her, the girl, for like an hour and 20 minutes. And the whole back row of his class, because it was a big U-shape, were all girls. And <laughs> they understood it. And he was like, I don't get it. Why do you need to say this if you're that? And the girls were fuming out of the, their noses. And it was, I, I was like, holy. And Pantalone's not even like a, a right winger. Like he probably no. wasn't even do it to trigger them. You know, oh, like no. he just was probably just, a confused old man. <laughs> oh yes, yes. I just I, he would let anybody. Have, and then of course I'd go back and forth with them because you know someone has to do it. And he uh, then I once I I realized that wasn't my field when I'd get pulled out every day of class by him saying, "Are you really fucking trying here? You're getting a seventy every time on this paper assignment?" Because I'd have my paper looked like a, a treasure map or uh or something. He's just he's he's a. Uh, He's a wonderful, he's a wonderful man that's got many, many, that's not, I don't want to say many flaws, but he's, he's out there. I actually, his grandson goes to my summer camp I work at and he's picked him up a handful of times and he's a completely different person. <laughs> Outside of the classroom. You're a camp counselor? Yeah. I did that for every summer during college at the YMCA uh, in Warwick. Yeah, I, I did. I started my sophomore year of high school and I've done it now. This will be my senior going to your right, but no, he's, he's slowed down quiet calm not yelling he, he yells at his grandson though when his grandson is like, um <laughs> the way i can describe i can describe pantal and this is iced tea and memes right is that yeah. meme of uh i forget homer's dad and it's old man yells at cloud <laughs> that's that's pantalone and like you yes. it, it mean it's a double meaning because like the cloud pantalone hates technology oh, yeah. anything that has to do with technology so yeah it's, he's old man yells at cloud he's very funny oh he's he's he's, he's I, I i remember i walked i talked with him through walking through campus one time about something he's just oh i remember what it was i had i was switching majors to sports media and i hadn't filled the paperwork yet it had been like a semester and he doesn't like that so i take a form bring it to him and i he signs it and i have to bring it back to 
Chafee Hall, where it was, and like, oh, no, this is supposed to be signed this way. Bring it back to him. He's like, what the hell is this bullshit? What the fuck? And then what? He's probably not even mad at you. He hates advising. Yes. So he walks with me over to Lincoln, uh, the Chafee <laughs> Center, and opens the door. He's like, what the hell is going on here? What the fuck is <laughs> happening? I could just picture him, like, walking you across the hall like an angry parent going to talk to someone. Oh, yeah. I was just, like, staying in the back, like, yards behind him. Like, what's going on here? And he was like, he's like, fuck, fuck the other guy. I'm signing that top line. He can sign the other line. <laughs> Screw him. But, no, he's, he's, a, um, he, he's a wonderful guy. He's an interesting guy. It, it's always grand to see him not having the class because I don't have to deal with him yelling at me anymore. And it's, it's not as embarrassing wasn't as embarrassing as URI basketball last year, but <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that. Which that's a different story. Yes, that's a different story. We won't say safer, uh, safer year because we, I don't want to. I don't want to um, jinx them. One one thing I um, I want to mention, and it just came out, and I I know you're a fan of, which we share as well. Stone does, and it's The Sopranos, the uh, greatest TV show I think of, of of all time, and they just came out with the uh, finally a trailer for uh, the many many saints. Did you know that Moltisanti, translated to Italian, is many saints? I saw that on Twitter. I saw someone yeah. posted the Italian poster. The Italian poster. That very blew cool. my mind. Yes. I, that I, was very cool. So I, I don't know if this is going to be mainly about a young Tony, but I know we're going to get Dickie Moltisanti there. I saw a clip of Chris's grave. Yeah. So I don't know if we're going into the future in this movie as well. But if we are going into the future in this movie, is Tony going to be in the future? Does that mean he walked out of Holston's? I don't know. So many questions. I cannot wait so till October 1st. I'm, I'm curious because it, it's still 14 years later since it ended. And it still yep. has a magnetism to it that is, can't be uh, you know, described. But for you, though, if you could explain explain it, because I'm curious. I got Stone's reasoning for it a while ago. But for you, though, why do you feel as though 14 years later after the show has concluded is there a magnetism in that we're getting this prequel or sequel, whatever it's going to be? So I heard it was in the talks for a bit. Yeah. Um, for some reason in college, I, I that's the first time I'd seen The Sopranos. And everybody I had been I had been friends with was watching it at that time. It was like two or three years ago. It just re-blew up. I have no idea why. I don't know if it was maybe we had a lack of mob movies. The last good I didn't hate The Irishman, but the last good mob movie I saw was probably The Departed. Um, I, I couldn't explain it. I know the pandemic definitely had something to do with it because people were locked up, binging the last dance, binging the Sopranos, HBO went up by a ton. Um, yeah, I have no idea, but I think that show is unreal. I think it speaks to any generation. I don't think any generation should watch it, but I, I think it's the certain age, but I think that it's unreal. And especially my, um, I come from an Italian background. My grandmother, her family comes from Naples. And it was to see like Italian family members in that show. I'm like, oh, oh this yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Junior is probably my favorite character in the whole thing. Uh, I, I, that's what I, uh, Stone, which I wanted to uh, mention, uh, ask you, if you could, now you, you don't have to, your t top three or three favorites, doesn't have to be in any order, favorite, f three favorite Sopranos characters and your three least favorite Sopranos characters. All right, I'm going to go June, Sill, and, oh, I'm stuck here. Uh, I like June and Sill. I don't know if I want to put Ralphie and Richie on my favorite or on my least favorite. You know, like Richie was such a compelling character. Everybody was, yeah. I was drawn to Richie the second he was on the screen and, you know, broke the coffee pot over Beansy's oh, yeah. head. 
that was uh like but he was such a yeah richie i hated richie actually i'll go there richie yeah. janice and livia uh oh <laughs> uh, livia uh, she made the show because obviously yes. tony's not in seeing melfi for seven seasons if it's not for livia but yes. i hated her <laughs> and the and i think the best part of the best livia scene there ever was was when she died in real life and then they used the cgi that was the best realistic thing ever because you that definitely was... couldn't tell not the first time i watched it the second time i could a little bit because i was looking for it, yeah, it like, but yeah wait it, a minute yeah no, I, I have and to... it stinks that she died because right oh, they yeah. were about to she she was just about to rat tony out oh yeah for those airline tickets and then the actress died yeah and she had already you know, you know, you know gone whatever it was started to lose her memory a little bit so that would have two of them for did me, she though personally I, I i think i i i tend to like the background characters that aren't there a lot i mean I okay do like, i do love paulie he, he's the best he's would be you like paulie he'd be canceled tremendously today now today yep because he just he, he lets nothing go i'm obviously a junior i think my favorite uh i like furio too furio's okay I wasn't a huge fan of him i liked him at first and then he got soft for carmel at the end but then again <laughs> um no, I, I think Junior, what was it? Um, oh, he just had so many, so many lenses. Also, he himself would be canceled a lot nowadays. And, Marty? Uh, uh, no, Junior. Oh, Junior, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think one of my favorite Junior lines is when they were like, he was out lost or something. They were like, oh, it yeah. is him. Here's your license, Junior oh, yes. Soprano. He goes, go shit in your hat. <laughs> that was, one, that was, that, that was my, one of my favorites. I, I, I love that. Oh, I, oh, another one was mine was, forget what exactly happened. No, no, it was, he was... He, he was still at home. He was under home confinement or just got out of surgery. And he was making some sort of milkshake concoction and Tony's there and he spills it everywhere. And then, um, oh, oh yeah, that, yeah, because then Tony was there and he was like, oh, well, you look good or something. And he goes, you're going to fucking play with me. You better tell me there's a bra in the car waiting to tongue my balls. <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what am I forgetting his name? Um, uh, he's, he's been on Blue Bloods, a fat dude. Bobby. Bobby, yes. Oh, that's Bobby, Bobby, Bobby walks in and Junior looks over and goes, how many white castles did you have? And <laughs> and he goes, I can smell them from here. But I think one of my other favorite characters, and it's my, probably my favorite scene there was with little Polly in there at the work site. And he turns to Patsy and says, oh, how did your girlfriend like the uh, jewelry? And then he goes, great. And then something goes back and forth and uh, Eugene smashes the uh, snaffle bottle over his face and after remarks about saying how ugly their girlfriends were because one had one had a, a side one had sideburns one had a mustache like a fireman it was great then i also like which is a really obscure character which is um murph lupo who babysat junior and um later in the later in the uh later in the show clueless guy doesn't really know what's going on in the show but it is is there oh i like the terminator bobby's father that was a that was another one. Oh, Bobby um, Senior. That's one of my favorite episodes. Is yes. uh, another toothpick. Yes, that and, one. And then the Pine Barrens. Oh, Definitely my favorite yes. episode is the Pine Barrens. Um, I think, uh, and I can't forget Feech Lamana, one of my favorite characters as well. You like Feech? I, I just he's also another guy who just is from the a different generation that doesn't care what he says, and his interact his altercation with um Polly at the at his bread store, and they just go at it. He he's he's a uh, one of a kind I'm, I'm curious they have sopranos con in new jersey would you ever go to it yes that's what i would love to go to that and meet some of the old actors you know i would love that i know tony sirico's still kicking 
the guy yes. who played Pauly. Um, I would love that. You know, Pauly actually, he was a mobster in real life, yes. Tony Sirico. Yeah, he, he went and they jail, asked him, like, whatever, how many times it was, I forgot it was. They were like, you want to be in the show? And he goes, as long as I don't play a fucking rat. <laughs> oh, yes. And that almost happened once or twice. But um, I, I remember they had, because they had it, I forget where it was. I think they've always had it in New Jersey or something like that. Or, no, yep. yeah. The Meadowlands. Yeah. I think they I, usually yeah. have it. And I know this year they're having Atlantic City because then they also have a mob movie thing. But I remember they were in Rhode Island at one point for doing some broadcast thing. But I remember I heard that Tony uh, Sirica was there last last year, two years ago. And I heard he, it was a long day for him. So he started to get a little moody and his old <laughs> attitudes came out. Um, <laughs> but um, That's no, actually he, really funny. Yeah, and he's he, he still has the wings, but I, I would love to go. But I, that's, that's New Jersey and it, 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 it's a lot of money that they're still new jersey yeah still still new jersey still nowadays i don't know i don't know if all those rats from new york have made it um you have to wear a mask just driving the highway there so you don't smell Um, it yeah that's that's (laughs) not the um the best what are your what are your hopes though for the for the um the prequel or sequel whatever you want to call it that's coming out i really want to get an insight into uh chris's dad dickie multisanti i think that you heard his name so much in the uh in the actual show and i want to see what Livia like being Livia and John's yeah. son was like for Tony, you know, for like a young Tony, because yeah. we all know what Tony was like as an adult. We now we get to see why he was like that, why he was in therapy all these times, why he passed out all that. You know, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's I'm excited for it. I think good or bad, I'm going to love it. You know, do you, do you think if this does well, they get like a, a sequel show or anything like that? Or is this just, you know, the, the end of it all? I want to say this is the end of it all, but if they do do something, I could see a spin-off Chris series. Now, one of the last few few questions I'll ask, so I can let you get on your way. Um, let's say let's say that happens. Now, David Chase is up there in age; he's in his seventies. He's he's not young anymore. Do you think he would come back to do that, or would he let someone else that's always involved with the stuff to do it? If this happens, I think Chase already has it written and in a lockbox somewhere. Uh, I think I, I seriously I think if they do do a spinoff, it's because Chase has already had it written. I think that might be another reason why they're doing this movie. Chase had it written. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I don't think he's going to be writing a whole nother show at at his age. Yeah, you're right. So if he doesn't have it written, I don't see anything. It's, 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 it's a, it's a wonderful (laughs) thing. I know that they, I remember that him saying, which I mind boggles that they already knew the ending of it before they even started the first season. Oh God. Of the show. Uh, Yeah. The Sopranos. I I think. Oh, so he's definitely dead then. Forget it. (laughs) No, I, I, no. Cause I remember hearing that summer for it was that either him or someone else knew what the ending was of the show was when they first started during season one. So he, he's, he's, he's an interesting. I heard that they used to shoot multiple takes of each scene, like just different ways to shoot each scene. And they wouldn't tell the actors which one. So like they'd have like multiple storylines shot and they wouldn't tell the actors which ones they're putting in the show so nothing got leaked ever well yeah and that and because they you with anything successful everyone's like oh what happens what happens and they always have to say oh i don't know and i guess they truly don't know last question i ask you mr cruz if you could think of one now there have been many moments many scenes many quotes in the show over the years but what sopranos quote do you think best represents your life and yourself if you could think of one oh ah, uh, that's a very good one you're going to have to give me a minute on that. Okay. Probably. All right. I got it. Right now we're just two assholes lost in the woods. That's, that's uh, how I feel 90% of the time. Just an asshole lost uh, in the woods trying to find my way. That's something, <laughs> that's something you could find in a Twitter or Instagram bio. Yeah. Uh, right. I'm, uh, we're just right now. We're just two assholes lost in the woods. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, uh, 
Excellent one. I'm trying to think of. Oh, I think one for me now. I I don't know. I I, I didn't put much thought into this one, but um, there's a scene where Junior is at home and he's lost his memory by now and he's at home and forget who the guy it was a new guy Tommy where I was watching and they have um no no it wasn't it was Bobby was there and he's watching the court scene and they show the cart they show the car- caricature of him and he goes what am I a father for fucking cartoons now <laughs> or or the or the other one where he's with he's fully into dementia and uh, curb your enthusiasm comes on is on goes, he was like that's me that's me <laughs> that's Bobby <laughs> That's my show, but no, that was I, so I, funny, I, I, Mr. Cruz. I thank you for your time coming on to the oh, show. Oh, thank you. Bef- before your, your your big night on the eleven o'clock news, I appreciate it. I appreciate that someone now that you know you're in the big world, you know, took the time for someone who, although although it's been quite some time that we've been in the same place at the same time at URI in a while, that you, you still wanted to take the time to do this. Yeah, I, I I greatly hey. appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I loved you or I, anything I can do to help and anything you need from me ever. You have my number now, you have my email, anything you need, feel free to reach out. I, I appreciate it. And for all those watching, I know Tyler here, before he goes, really wants you to do it. If you enjoyed what you're listening to, watch that. Do us a favor, subscribe the hell out of YouTube, like and follow on audio platforms because let's be honest, I know for a fact Nick Cardi and Stone Freeman didn't do this on their show. So I'll do this <laughs> for mine because I want to be the best here ever because eventually... I want to make this big time. So then years from now, when they see this episode of me and Tyler Cruz, the season two finale episode, say, holy shit, this old stuff was classic. It was great. Because <laughs> now look at Tyler. He's covering the Olympics 20 years from now. And it's, it's, it's going to be great. So everyone, please do us a favor. We'll, we'll see each other soon. And in the words of a role model and, and an icon in the business, Johnny Carson, I bid you all a heartfelt good night. See you soon. Have a good one.